Wait, so are we using that the first 17 minutes of gold or can I tell the same jokes over again? He's I a good editor. Yeah, we can edit that. Recycle my material, uh, you know. We call the same it, Justin, we call that take one. Oh, perfect. So, in the biz. Yeah, yeah in the biz, take you two. know. Marking. Take two. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Feeling lucky. Come on, popper. Poppers popping and locking. Magnum scrutinizing. Papa Max Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to episode 50 of the Pop and Mags Pinecast. Mags, the big 5-0. Whoa. <laughs> uh, happy birthday almost to, to yeah, us. Yeah, pretty, coming in pretty close and, you know, pretty special episode here for the big 5-0, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I mean, big news of the week here, I'd have to say belongs to Pop and Mags. Oh, my with God. The, with the tag team effort here. Uh, <laughs> How did this come about, Mags? This was this was mostly you. Okay, I'm gonna have to start from the beginning because some people, you know, only listen uh, to hear to hear us, and they don't know what's going. They don't know about pines, right? I mean, there might be a couple. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. okay, so yeah, so we're into pineapples, uh, Secret Pineapple Society. Shout out! And there is this account, and he had a bunch of really good pines. He had 25 pines and all the artifacts, and he posted in Traders Bay. At 3.40 Eastern time in the afternoon on Wednesday, the 26th of April. Approximately. Approximately. Once you, <laughs> you know, it's dangerous when I have stuff written down, you know? Um, For real, yeah. He, he basically posted and he says, hey, I am selling my, my whole collection. He is the individual who has the number one non-custom, non-Pingu generative, the, the good tiger blindfold, right? That you've been eyeing for quite a while. Well, and I think everyone else has kind of drooled about it. it, it oh, is, sure. It's very uh, flashing when you know there's only two of them in existence of those blindfolds. It's even, it's even hotter, right? And the colors work great on it too. The colors do work great. And my favorite background of of the um, oligarch. Yep, olive. oligarch olive. Yep. So anyway, so uh, this individual posted at three forty. Uh, he said, "Hey, looking to sell my, you know, my everything in my collection." Uh, for pines and it looked like uh, a friend of the pine cast jay sanch on it immediately our boy yes uh basically inquiring and the guy was like oh i can't get all i think jay sanch was like hey trying to get a hold of you uh, and he goes and he goes hey i dm'd you or whatever and i was and so i'm sitting at work not doing dick nah, well i am doing dick in case work's listening <laughs> um <laughs> and uh I was like, oh, crap. I go, this is the guy he has, like, the, I mean, like, customs are great. Like, customs are the best, right? But there's, I think, something yeah. to be said about the low-ranking or the, the, the better-ranking generatives, right? Yeah. It's kind of considered the grail, I think, right now. For, for it's the, the most rare attribute of any, right? Of any, and it's the best of the two. Yeah, the other absolutely. Ones, the, I mean, the other one I wouldn't kick out of bed, but, like, it's kind for of sure. Dull. Yeah, but you know? that's the one you wanted. Like if you right. if you got a choice between the two, everybody takes that one. 
Right. And then side note, I talked to Sushi Cat and she was like, uh, hey, what is this deal? And I go, do you want to listen to the Pinecast or or do you want me to uh, tell you about it? And she goes, uh, I get like, I'm not going to listen to it. I can't focus uh, listening to it. So if, if you don't mind, tell me. I was like, great, because I want to tell you. So I kind of explained <laughs> a little bit, little bit to her. Uh, so anyways. Uh, well, I if she happens to catch this, we love you, Sushi. So Shout out. Love you, Sushi. Yeah. So, so, uh, and also be sure to check out Sushi Cat, uh, cooking with sushi, uh, on theta, theta TV whenever you get it, whenever she's That's on. Right. It's, That's right. It's really fun. We had a nice, uh, raid. It was big and, uh, a lot of eyes on, on the cat, you know, they call sushi. As there should so, be. Facts. Um, okay. I have this written down here. So I go, there was no other comments. And I go, Jason messaged, messaged him. I go, I'm just going to like DM the guy. And I, I said it to where like, we have to request friends. So I requested to be his friend. And I was like, Hey man, <laughs> it was something like, Hey man, trying to find out about uh, the tiger blindfold. What are you looking for it? And he tells me, he goes, uh, Hey, he goes, um, actually, you know, I'm, I'm looking to sell everything at once and I'm not trying to like break them out. And I understand that as, yeah, a magic the gathering collector you know i used to sell some a bit and occasionally still do if the card's worth this if you're buying like a collection in bulk you're not going to be paying like the full price so the issue with me is i didn't have really liquidity at the moment <laughs> and uh and uh i and i was like oh how much are you looking for it so he told me how much he was looking for it and i was like oh man i go i'd have to do some unstaking and i'd have to do a couple things but um I go, if it's still available, I'm going to, I'll reach back to you, back out to you if that's okay. And he's like, yeah. So then my next um, message was to you, right? <laughs> yeah. Which uh, General gave me crap about because when I told him about it, he goes, he goes, why don't, he goes, uh, why don't you, uh, uh, I'll give you more money and we'll just buy Sheriff out or something like that. Uh, but Oh, General. <laughs> so, Oh, so, so nice of you. So, but uh, but regardless, he said, you know, he would have backed me up immediately, and I don't think he would have had to uh, do what we did in unstake uh, stuff, dude. But, you would have had to wait a minimum, <laughs> a minimum of the, at least three months to get that piece here, <laughs> or the cash equivalent. <laughs> um, so okay, so uh, I reach out to you and I say, man, check this guy's collection out he's selling it all and here's the price and i'll split it with you if i get the tiger blindfold now there is um uh you look through and you noticed he had a t-fuel pin that's yeah. very rare that uh yeah you know, I'll, I'll let you talk about in a second but so i said <laughs> i said i'll let you break it out anyway i as long as i get the tiger blindfold right and yeah. You were like, oh man, I don't know. Let me think about this. I, you know, I, I don't know. And you haven't really bought pines. You had a trade uh, recently to, to get That's a guardian, right. but yep. you really haven't bought in almost a year, or, you know, just under a year or so. Like, really? It's uh, been a while. Maybe I've summertime been, I've or just something. Just been sitting on them like eggs in my nest. Right. And you're waiting, you know, for stuff to happen. And you have a good, you have a great collection. You know, I reached out to you and go, hey man, look at this, you know. And then so I don't know what was your thought process at this point. But you did eventually come back and say, if you want to do it, then then I'll do it. So then I reached out and then I said yes. And then you, okay, okay, like let's make the deal. 
I reach back out to the guy. I go, I can get you that. I just have to unstake. Are you comfortable like honoring the deal while we unstake some Theta and T fuel to, to get this done? And he said, yeah, absolutely. He's like, I'll, I'll take it off the table completely. And, you know, and I, then, um, you mentioned to me, rightfully so you're like, Hey, you know, we don't know this guy. He's never really made any deals with anyone. And that's not a knock on him, right? That's just a fact. No, not at all. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And there's people that are private and this collection is very impressive. Like these 100%. 20, these 25 yeah. pines, like insane, like he, the quality and some of the prices he bought in the beginning, you, you, you could see like that yeah. samurai one I got, uh, he spent yeah. eight grand on, I, you I know? know? Yeah. So, um, but I mean, the market was different back then and that was T fuel. That was 24,000 T fuel or something back then, but ill regards, right? Yeah. So absolutely. he says, yeah. And then, and then, um, there's no mention of me and you even involved on this, right? He just says, I'm honoring and people are asking him for it. I think URP was pinging him and saying, oh, you probably got X for it. And he goes, yeah. oh, I got a little less than, than X for it. And yeah. was like, and that didn't even include the, the artifacts. I know that URP didn't take them into account either. Uh, yeah. I mean, primarily the Mudra, like that was the, the, the bigger, obviously artifact, right. uh, but he had one of each uh, of the artifacts. So, and then he was basically saying, thanks everyone. Uh, you know, I made the deal. And so I reached out to him and say, and I kind of felt a little awkward, but I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot of money me and you put together to, to do this deal. And, yeah. uh, we, he was, I was like, Hey man, um, you know, wondering if, cause you suggested maybe an intermediary. And I said like, Hey, would you consider if we did like an intermediary to do the exchange or are you comfortable sending us some? And then, you know, we'll go back and forth. Like uh, you send me a bunch, then I'll send you, I'll send you some T fuel and, and, and back and forth, but you know, with him going first. And he said, yeah, he goes, no intermediary necessary. We'll, uh, I'll send you a bunch. And then, and actually that was his suggestion. I'll send you a bunch and then, and then you send me some, and then we'll just keep going down the line. Uh, so it was right. So that made us yeah. feel a lot better about it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I wasn't sure when these blocks were going to clear for the unstaking and yours, your stuff unstaked before me. And then even before that, um, uh, do you want to talk about your, your, your conversation with URP at all? Your, well, your yeah. So, so, oh, so explain the whole thing about our side group, our, our, well, yeah. So, I mean, this starts with you reaching out to me. And like you said, you know, I haven't really been buying too many pines. I still look every once in a while, mm. but, you know, I'm just kind of been sitting on my collection and enjoying my position. But yeah, so the the offer comes over. I start looking at the account. I'm like, wow, like this is more than just a tiger blindfold <laughs> and a T-fuel pin. Like they're... right. There is a lot of nice pines here. What is going on? It's a murderer's row. <laughs> I think yeah. he had 25 pines, and I think yeah. there was like five that I would consider like true floors. <laughs> right? Right, right. And the rest of them, and there was more than five that were like wow pines. Yes. Um, so I'm looking, I'm like, man, this just makes a lot of sense so i start like i'm like how am i gonna do this like how how am i gonna get the money like uh what am i gonna do and you know <laughs> originally the thought never crossed my mind to unstake because i've been trying to to build up my stake position uh-huh i was like all right i gotta i gotta just you know rip the band-aid here and do it so uh we we came to terms uh you agreed with him 
And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so I'm just going to unstake. So uh, I start the unstake process. And then, of course, guys in our side group, a bunch of sharks over there. Pines, uh, pine sharks. Yeah, all, exactly. Every single one of them. Yes. It's a, it's, 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 a, uh, it's a den of thieves in there. They smelled blood. <laughs> they, smelled, they smelled pine juice. And they were on the attack. Every single one of them. Everyone and was getting accused. Who did this? Exactly. I, I know it was you. I know it yeah, was you. It was somebody in this room. I know it. And <laughs> the, so then we got we got Detective URP on the case. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, it's probably the account that uh, unstaked such and such amount of tea fuel uh, <laughs> a couple, couple hours ago. When the deal so, was done. Yeah. Yeah. So called me right out. And then like two, two things later, he's like, Oh, it's not just somebody in here. It's somebody involved in the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a, it was a lot of fun going back and forth and just, you know, I told him, I was like, listen, I had no contact with that guy. I had no dealings with him. That was the best part was I, I technically everyone, it was like clue. Everyone was saying, no, they don't know who this was and pointing fingers at other people. I guess I was the liar of the group. Uh, where I was like, <laughs> who did this? Uh, hey, how come we haven't heard from? Where's Swampy? Swamp, Swampy asked me, yep. where the hell are you? I know it's you. You're being quite like everyone was pointing fingers at everyone. And yeah. then you, but like what you were like, I can't believe someone did this, but you never lied. And and then the, the best was, I swear to something like, I swear to God, I have no contact ever with that guy, which is yep. true. You, you didn't, didn't. You didn't. I did not have any contact with that guy at all. Uh, and then I called Catch out. I was like, oh, you sand, Catch, you sandbagger. Uh, you know, Dole's getting called out. Tootiel's getting, like, every, like all of them. Ty, oh, it must be Tygon King. He's been yep. too quiet. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. That was, a, that was a fun time for sure. But then, yeah, you know, you, then it clicks in. It's like, wait a minute, like, you know, not not anything against this guy, but like you said, he we haven't seen him do any dealings. Like we don't know him. We didn't meet him at ThetaCon. So it's like that's a lot. Like I don't want to be sending over all this T fuel with nothing in my hands. Right. But you know, credit to that guy. Uh everything went smoothly. I hope he's happy with what he got. I know that I'm happy with what I got. And you know, I, I wish him the best of luck in whatever he's doing. So yeah, shout out to fatty or i don't know or however you say his name um but he was a gentleman the whole way through and uh we salute you uh we wish him the best yeah definitely and like you said thanks to him and now because of him there's been some new arbitrary (laughs) challenges that were completed Uh, right depending on who you talk to yes depending depending on the audience so the tiger blindfold which you know is just gorgeous uh that i that i got Hundred uh, percent. That one got me the electric. It also he also had the electric uh, theta shaker, and I have an electric T fuel shaker and a regular T fuel shaker and a regular theta shaker. So I got the shaker challenge done. That's can't even argue that, right? Yeah, that's that's complete. Unless you had salt and pepper too, but <laughs> uh, right. But no. Uh, so, but then. There was, uh, I noticed I was one blindfold short of the blindfold challenge, which is another arbitrary challenge, which basically consists of owning one of every blindfold. Uh, every blindfold category 
as as stated on theta rarity in the metadata in the data yep right so um i so i was one short i didn't have the american blindfold and chief was gracious enough to uh he said hey i saw you know you need that you need this and i'd love to help you get there and you know just let's make a fair deal and and he he's yours and those americans are tough to get man there's only 14 of them yeah absolutely uh, they're nice that was a nice one that was a nice one yeah uh so chief made the deal i, I uh, and i was telling you i um he so he got and if doc Tate is listening also a friend of the pinecast Chief now has the the best doctor torso pine uh, with the blue blindfold, and it's yep. it's 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 awesome. I, I didn't want to uh, lose that one, but I already had a blue blindfold, and uh, I so I wanted to let Chief know that hey, you know, there's a doc out there uh, that is really looking at this pine. And then Chief also mentioned that I got that pine right after I left him when I met him the first time when yep. I went back to my other hotel at Thetacon. So uh kind of like uh full circle there so he got that and i threw in a really nice shotgun and then i got in the trade and uh to, to make that deal done so then i completed uh the blindfold challenge and i believe it's 10 uh separate blindfolds that's sick dude incredible do you do you want to uh do you want to play uh, devil's advocate or on the trade no on um on the completing the challenge because i was i noticed there was some individuals <laughs> kind of uh giving me the raspberries on uh yeah you know the the standard crew for sure <laughs> um but yeah well, i think that the i think the point that they were making is there's two different kinds of american blindfolds and two different kinds of the blue sps blindfold but they're called the same thing well i wouldn't say there's two different kinds it's just i would say they're folded differently on the yeah that's true that's one straight and one's kind of like crooked uh but it the the data shows that so i mean um there's only uh, i mean because if you if want to get technical then there's only one american blindfold like that and that was that pig one he showed there's supposed to be one other that's in the batches that i know of that's like that as well so uh but that's to be determined correct with bananas coming out and pines now it doesn't make and I'm not trashing pines. I mean, we just made a huge deal, but it doesn't make yeah, a heck of sure. a lot of sense to spend over a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars on a can when the banana price is going to be two hundred dollars an eighth. Yeah, you're gonna have to pay, you know, some gas fees or whatever, but you know, it's still gonna be a lot cheaper. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's we'll see. You know, the pines need to have a, a, a certain level of utility to them. And, you know, we're already seeing that with the begin at the beginning here with half off of a banana. If, right. if you want to get into the bananas, you get 50% off. So, you know, owning a pine in that, in that instance is already saving you money towards that one. You don't need to exercise it if you don't want to. Right. In fact, if you don't own a pine, it's, and if it's, it doesn't make sense to buy a pine to get half off a banana. You know what I mean? Well, it, it does. Right. Because now you can, you're basically getting a discount on a pine and a banana, right? Well, basically. I mean, if you're spending, let's say you, let's say, I think it's 150 now, but let's say the floor is 200 for uh, a pine and you're only concerned about the bananas and your neath, your neath bro or, or gal, you're spending yeah, 200 okay. bucks on a floor to, to get a hundred dollars for a, a banana. 
but with what with it at 150 if you're buying 150 for a pine and then you get a banana for 100 now you got a pine and a banana for 250 rather than True. a banana for 200 okay that's a way to look at it i didn't think of that i'm not i'm not always right believe it or not but most of the time i'm the last to tell you when i'm wrong so <laughs> Uh, but hey, speaking of bananas, you know, we're just reporting the news here. We're not making the news, but I did hear that the drop is being postponed for just a little bit. Well, I can't say just for a little bit. I hear the drop is being postponed for now. So mint date to be determined at this point. So we're going to pass the, the banana news and pie news and Simbi news and Taigan news and any other kind of news up. But, uh, you know, it's there's a delay, you know, we record whenever and then the, and then things come and things change. So the bananas were on track to be close to what they were hoping, but removing moving them, the ability to move them off the airdrop, they weren't, in, uh, they weren't thinking about happening. Yeah. And so now they're working, it seemed like to get this MetaMask integration all done. So, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't think either of us know the full story. No, no, of, no. Of I mean, what's that's. Going on. But, but we know that's definitely sure. part of it. For oh, sure. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They're just trying to get it right. Uh, I, you know, I'd rather have it, you know, right than wrong. Obviously. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I don't, so, see, I don't see delaying this as like a bad thing at all. In right. In fact, I think it's a good thing. So. Okay. Yep. So, uh, so, you know, we may be wrong sometimes with the information, but it's only as current as, as, as we're putting it out. That's and it's only as say. accurate as the people that tell us the information. Correct. So <laughs> we're not making, we're not just, arbitrarily making this stuff up take it for for what it's worth we, we may be right but for all you know we may be wrong we may be wrong but we may be right no i did that wrong uh, all right whatever but uh, one other big piece of news uh in the recent market history i see another tygonia forever <laughs> is it is that how it, forever and infinity for tygonia forever and infinity, and infinity. Is that, yep. that's what it's called nice that, that's what it's called uh i got my second one tonight uh there was a sale uh i really don't like sales because i didn't think I, <laughs> anything i thought i had left over after this uh is gone and some other stuff's gone uh but <laughs> sometimes you can't pass off a price like that i think um, and if it wasn't me, yeah. I would have I would have been upset for the rest of my life. But I would have been fine because I got the tiger blindfold. But uh, I f I felt like I had to go for it. So so now I believe it's me and Swampy are the only two to hold two Very, of these things. There's 33 yeah. of them, and there's 31 owners. And I think Swampy's the other double. I believe owner. you're right. That's uh that's some elite company there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this week we had some super special guests on with us, Mags. Mm -hmm. uh, one I'm aware. Andrea Berry and one Justin Trevor Winters. Both friends of the Pinecast. Both great friends of the Pinecast. Unfortunately, we are in beta still. Right. We're, you know, I think we still have plenty of time to use that excuse. Uh, you know, <laughs> beta drop is coming on two years old. We're not even a year old. Uh, right. They're still in beta, so I think it's safe to still tag us beta. Mm -hmm. uh, but we had we had monumental <laughs> audio issues this week, and it's a real shame. <laughs> uh, I, I kicked it off. I kicked off the audio issues with the complete inability to be heard uh, for pretty much the majority of of the entire recording. Um, 
what a train wreck it was on my end over here. I used three different devices. The second device that I used was my phone. And I and all of a sudden, I get an alert on my phone. It's like my phone's shutting off because it's too hot. Dude, it felt like it was going to like melt through my hand. I don't know what the app was doing to the phone. Um, so I'm glad it didn't completely burn my phone to the ground, which is right. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had, we had quite a difficult time. We had some issues on your end with your audio. I think I might've even, you know, I might, my issues might've been bigger, uh, we, we might say, but yeah, it's a doubt. lot of good stuff. I mean, we got, we got a good, the, we got a lot of good stuff in there. So it's, it's definitely worth listening to. We got a lot of Andrea in the beginning. Uh, and there's very little of us, so it's really great. So it's a great, it's a, it's a win-win. <laughs> this might be the new model going forward. So yeah, yeah. Well, they even called it twice, like the uh, you know, welcome to the Pinecast. They told us. So. Uh-huh. Well, without further ado, we will escort you to this week's issue of Audio Issues with Andrea Berry and Justin Trevor Winners. Already in progress. Papa Max podcast. Slating. Actual recording is higher. Wow, you have a Hollywood producer on your show now. I mean, producing the show. Take it away. Let me tell you exactly what to do. I am the director now. Can you tell us exactly what a Hollywood producer is? Mags, go for it. I I can't... uh... I don't. I don't teach that stuff, Justin. Didn't you teach that? I do, but if I were to tell you right now, then you'd have to pay me. I do take personal checks uh, and Venmo uh, or cash, and uh, it has to be one hundreds non consecutive in a briefcase. We, we got to go to LMU and take one of his classes. It's probably Shit, the same price. You, you need a briefcase full of cash <laughs> for sure. <laughs> And then some crazy. Um, okay, I'm not the host of this show, although sometimes I wish I was. So I will let you guys take over. Okay, today we have Justin Trevor Winters and Andrea. We have two of my favorite people here. By that, I mean Andrea and myself. Justin, proper <laughs> welcome to the show again. Am I third or fourth? Like, am I, am I in last place or am I? Popper's kind of always in last that? place. Okay. Yeah, you're third. Well, in that case, I feel No good. doubt about it. Real good. <laughs> you you both uh justin and angie have been to uh had a busy few weeks recently there was uh jpeg nyc you guys went there yes right? yeah and you brought the really nice weather appreciate that it's going to shit again uh back in new york so thank you you were over at nab which i just looked at said national association of broadcasters well maybe but that's close. It's okay. It's oh, that's NAB. There's no yeah. You, you don't can, do you NAB. Can call it NAB. Oh, though, I can't you just say NAB. That sounds it's like somebody just... who's been to NAB is correcting me. Oh, that's not what it's called. Even though that's exactly I've what it's called. I've been to says. about ten NABs. So uh, you've been to a tenth of them because this said it was the hundredth. That's facts. That's right. Ten percent. Right. Minimum. And then you are both on the road again to consensus. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
there was a lot of back and forth on whether I was going to be on the panel and I was indifferent. I mean, it's always good to get um, the experience and to sharpen those skills, but I've been on the road so much. I was like, okay, it's fine. And then this morning, last minute, somebody had dropped out. So I got slotted in. It's official. I'm registered. I'm in. And guess who didn't make the cut? Well, you can, you can definitely, you can say it that way, or you can say, guess who offered up their seat to several other people in sacrifice? That I, to be fair, I believe that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not always about me, Andrea. It's not always about me. I just have to say, I, I do feel welcome here after Mags welcomed us twice. And I do want to say that your investigative journalism and podcasting has really increased, and I'm very proud of it. Um, JPEG New York was, yes, a success. We were there, had, had a brilliant time. NAB, yeah, 100th anniversary of NAB. That was actually my first, but yeah, Andrea's been there 10, 10 times or more. It was a lot of fun. Consensus um, is nice. Yeah. The NAB show is National Association of Broadcasters, but it's like, uh, I don't know what their numbers are. They always, I think, inflate them a little bit, but I think it's over 100,000 attendees and it's every kind of infrastructure piece in the broadcasting industry. So that's like old school, like the trucks that are outside of a sports stadium for graphics and like every single detail to streaming, to closed captioning to like how many miles did you walk a day justin on the floor like at least at least five miles a day i think i had over twenty-five thousand steps so we'll have to do the math on that one but i'm gonna guess a Um, half marathon and so the the halls like in las vegas convention center you have the north hall the south hall west hall none of them pertain to the actual location or direction of the world that's fun um but like hardware and Sony was like literally the furthest point possible from where our speaking session was. But I appreciate the Sony booth because they have like carpet that's like this thick of memory foam. So this is how much you walk during the day. When you walk onto the booth of Sony, you literally feel like, oh, like it's that much of a difference. I feel like a really old person saying this, but it's true. This is when someone chimes in and says, no, Andrea, you're really young. Um, Uh, well uh, if you if speaking of old i injured myself today running upstairs so i will be limping when we get to (laughs) consensus Uh, so that you might you know maybe actually you can put me like in one of those little like wheelchairs and we'll get to cut in line everywhere that we go Um, that would work um but thank god you're not in the hospital for some swamp water Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, there was so there was a Topper, room. you're on yeah. mute. I want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're so, still on mute. This is classic. We're so only six must- and a half minutes into this podcast, and Sheriff Popper is still on mute. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Immutable. Yeah. Immutable. The Web3 gaming platform. <laughs> oh, you just quit. <laughs> <laughs> he is... Very mutable. Um, well, last time when I did the when I did the show, Justin at ThetaCon, it was pretty much Pops and Andrea speaking the entire time, and he was just there for nodding and agreeing and thumbs up. 
He spoke a little bit, but we we kind of took over, Max. At least the second show. The first one. All right. He's being Access let granted. in now. Does he have a voice? All right. So if you're just joining back in with us, uh, we're at the Pinecast again. Sheriff Popper, nothing heard. Uh, we already introduced our guests, Andrea Barry and Justin Trevor Winters, from December uh, when they both came on separate consecutive episodes. Welcome the third time to the show. <laughs> and let's just continue. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I asked Popper to type his questions because we do need his hard hitting questions. I, it's going to be a nice surprise at some point during the show. He's just going to get on. I want to watch him pick up his laptop and slam it on the ground and just it flying. We're going to see him walk by the hallway just being like this. <laughs> Wait, so are we using that the first 17 minutes of gold or can I tell the same jokes over again? He's I a good editor. Yeah, we can edit that. Recycle my material, uh, you know. We call it, the same Justin, we call that take one. Oh, perfect. So, in the biz. Yeah, yeah in the biz. Take you two. know. Marking. Come on, Popper. Aw. We literally recorded with him uh, on Sunday. So I don't know if it's the glasses or he didn't have glasses on last time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I love that he Pop- can hear you and stew about it, but not have any sort of debate. Pop- this is a good moment for me to get Pam. Oh, Pam. It's a good moment for me to go get a martini. Hold on. Pam cameo. So cute. Now Popper's really going to be upset. He can't talk. Oh, Pam. Hey, like, Pam. are you kidding me? Pam's fir- first dog on the Pinecast? First dog. Not phased. That. Pam has more to say right now than Popper, that's for sure. Justin, how come Pam's not working in the biz? I think she could do that. Fun fact, you know, Luke... Don't give Andrea any ideas. No, I've been waiting for her to get an agent. You know the show Loot by Maya Maya Randolph on uh, Apple Plus? She's a billionaire. It's kind of like... Yeah, yeah. Um, She's a billionaire who, like, her divorce, whatever, is the first episode, and it's, like, her going into the real world. She has two Cavapoos, and the Cavapoo next door named Jolene, not to be confused with the Cavapoo upstairs named Ruth, Jolene is one of the Cavapoos in the show. Oh. Oh, That's cool. Man, (laughs) he's gone. Do you think he has like another computer in the house? Do you think his kids were playing games on his computer? What do you think is going on with him? Wait, he has a cell phone. If his cell phone is so much better than iPhone, why can't he join on his on his phone? Oh, now it's just me and you. Wait, I want to screenshot it because smile. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Oh <laughs> laughing so hard in this photo. That was Wait, good. I got this. How's that even? Hey, possible? Mags, well, welcome to our podcast. Welcome. Uh, today's <laughs> guest is going to be Mags. As you know, Andrea and I have had this podcast for quite a long time. It's extremely <laughs> successful. This is our uh, one yeah. and a half episode. Episode one and a half, uh, a Barry in Winter uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. It's um, good to have you. Uh, welcome. It's good to be had. Thank you. 
So I, yeah. I hear you've been really busy lately. Uh, the last few weeks kind of exhausting for you. Uh, maybe you could tell <laughs> us a little bit about you know, what you've been up now, to. Well, we could ask you guys, though. I mean, everyone hears about me, you know. Yeah, let's go for it. You can just, just have ops do a voiceover later. Yeah, I'll let him talk more on the other part. Okay. Make his voiceover, like, say, you know, that he was unable to, that technology won, pops <laughs> zero. That's what it should be. Then let's just go back to Justin now, because I feel like we haven't talked to you in a bit. Justin, the Tigons just got to the sandbox. Did you know about this? Did you see this? Is this an, is this an episode? <laughs> are, we, are we rolling? It's, it's rolling. recorded now. It's recorded now. Okay. Um, yes. Yes. I, we'll just dive right into Tygons going into the sandbox. Sure. Uh, I wasn't going to drink, but excuse me while I answer. I'm going to open up the bottle. <laughs> I mean, the Tygons went into the sandbox on 420. Maybe we should just celebrate 420 style at this point. The uh, so let's see how do we kick it off. We we have been working in the sandbox uh, since January of last year. That oh was wow! The first time that we reached out and spoke to uh, VoxelOcean, which is the team that's been handling all of our architecture and builds within the space over the year and four months now. Yeah, we worked on a multitude of projects, Tygonia forever for infinity being one of those. Uh, the goal obviously was to just continue creating uh, and expanding the Tygon universe, uh, you know, for our dedicated and amazing community that we created on Theta. And we thought the next step for that would be getting into the sandbox and creating a ridiculous experience that was gamified and bringing the 2D Tygons to life as 3D avatars, along with several other hybridized animals. Not that I want to spoil all of it, because I think you have to go and experience it, but uh, Crocovark is one of them, which is a crocodile meets an aardvark. Okay. Uh, we'll start there, at least. Uh, a bunnatee. Is a, a bunny, bunny and a manatee? And a manatee, uh, the cutest thing you've ever seen. Obviously, there are space, space yaks running wild and rivers that run gold and purple of space yak piss. There's a lot of Cuijan crystal there, too. Red crystals with a lot of value to it. How did you guys even decide? Did John design all of this? I know you guys worked with um, Fuel Foundry, right, as well? Fuel Foundry really was uh, a partnership with them was based more around our token uh, oh, okay. and K Fuel, which is obviously attached to the story. The Cuijan Crystal, we need John here to really define it, but the really? Cuijan Crystal is something that the Tigons have that give them power and energy. So once we have the animated series, which is next in our roadmap and lineup of things that we want to do, you'll see a lot of Tigons that have a circle in their chest which holds a coegian crystal that gives them different levels of power and oh. uh, yeah so that's why we have uh k-fuel does the sandbox like work with you to develop the experience or is that you and voxel or is it mostly john and then like who s starts the development or is there kind of a template so not everyone knows this, but John has a twin brother. 
Dan. That's right. And when John and Dan were kids, they created this amazing world of hybridized animals. Uh, And it was stories that they would tell each other and their siblings and artwork that they would create. And so even though we kind of created Order of the Tigons in the last two years or so, it really came from a place that John had had in the back of his mind and Dan their entire lives. So we kind of leaned on them to create the entire lore behind the Tigons. And then we partnered with a company, Voxel Ocean, that does the builds and architecture in the sandbox. Obviously, they're professionals of working in voxels. And they kind of told us what, what they and we were capable of achieving in that space. And so we designed around that. So John was really the voice and Dan were the voice of the story behind the Tigons and the hybridized creatures that we created. Cool. And then the team from Voxel Ocean was kind of in charge of gamifying that and making it so that it was a full experience. But most of what you see visually was based off of sketches, blueprints, and conversations with John. That's, it was a team effort in having come to life. Rags, what are you doing? We can still see a corner of your camera. Popper, are you there? Yes. Hey! That's a sound wow. clap right so there. So good to hear you. <laughs> We're back to the old Popper voice. Well, you're here. We're only so welcome to our podcast. Thanks for joining us, Mags and Pops. Pop the Mags, Mags and Pops. It's better than no audio. It's fantastic. The picture is better. It kind of sounds like uh, Will Ferrell in that one movie when he gets shot in the neck by a tranquilizer, and he's like, "Is it? Is it bad? Is it bad?" Scott. That was uh, awesome. I've told you this. I think I've told you all this story, but you know that the scene in old school at the end where Will Ferrell gives this perfect answer and then he's like, What just happened? That's how I feel every time I come off the stage and everybody's like, You did so good. I'm like, What did I just say? <laughs> well, since you teed that up for me, um, you did do extremely well at JPEG. Uh, and oh, thank you. But especially, especially at NAB, uh, we had a panel that had probably the most intelligent, dynamic women in Web three and Film three. I have to say that. I second well. this. Uh, I mean, not myself, NAB. but the panel. Yeah, we we keep it humble on this podcast. Just like explain the panels. The first one at um, JPEG NYC was we have to give Rob Feldman credit. He really got us on there. And it was an awesome panel with Rob Feldman, his partner and co-founder of Rocket Ship Entertainment, Tom Akel, and Dan Goikman from Replay, Rewarded, and then Rob, Justin, and I. And then I was interviewing them. And as we're going up on stage, we had like met a couple weeks before to take some notes and just like vibe check a little bit. And so I had some questions and then I got so nervous right before that I forgot to pull up the questions and I turned to Justin and I was like, wait, what am I supposed to ask you guys? Could not even remember the topic of the panel and there was no internet. So literally as I sat down, I was like going to throw up and Justin's laughing like this, just knowing what's happening. And the second I sit down, it pops up and I was just like, <sighs> so 
we asked them, but it was a really good panel because everybody had a little bit of a different perspective. I liked it because it was a good showcase of the Theta ecosystem of like uh, Verified and Psycho KO. And oh my God, John Heater, duh, he was the star of the panel. Um, I got to sit next to him, which was so exciting. My nephew and niece just got really into Napoleon Dynamite and they like are like, are you kidding me? That's so cool. So as long as I'm cool to them, I'm doing something right. But that panel was good. We had some good uh, attendance there. There's so many happening at NFT NYC that it was hard to fill the room. We did give away a free NFT for everybody who attended. So you scanned a QR code. It was this really beautiful NFT that Rob made that had our logos on it and NFT NYC 23. So that was cool to see. I'm done talking, Justin. You explain the NAB panel. Uh, you were the host of that one. To, we'll go back to JPEG NYC, which is such a better name for it. It was seven of us on a panel for 25 minutes. So you can imagine what kind of a shit show that was. Felt uh, like forever. But no, it was a good opportunity. Andrea did well, as always, as moderator, keeping us all in line. But it was an opportunity to talk a lot about Psycho KO and just, you know, the fact that we... Uh, are in production on it. It's really exciting and it's pretty much fully cast. Andrea, you need to get yourself a character. I literally am getting my SAG card because I am a reoccurring character. Actually, this is a big deal. Talk about shout out to Rob Feldman. He is fulfilling Justin and Billy's lifelong dream of becoming actors and they're getting their SAG card from this because of Rob Feldman. something funny. You, you guys will like this. If you remember at ThetaCon, Rob and I uh, and John and Efren shared a stage. I stole the mic at one point and I said, you know, we're actually all here today because Rob's making a big announcement. And that announcement is that I'm going to voice one of the huge characters in the show. Uh, and I put him on the spot and I think he kind of looked at me and shook his head. But then afterwards, well, it's not it was the like, first time I heard a story like that. That's interesting. <laughs> He said to me, uh, do you really want to voice a character? I'm like, yes. That's oh, like you a, like? Of course. So then he gave me Ray Sunburn, uh, which was a rad name, but basically this guy that just voices the, uh, the, the surfing competition. So he's kind of a one-off day player character. And then he came back to me and he's like, we're going to give Billy Schreier, you know, your, your partner, uh, Ray Sunburn, we're going to give you Governor Kreskin. Governor Kreskin is the character that literally starts the episode, ends the episode, bookends it. And he gets to yell at Psycho KO every time. So say that name one more time. Governor Kreskin. I don't know. I don't know what the voice is going to be because, you know, I'm going to have to. Well, you better figure it out. You're recording on Monday. I am recording on Monday. But Rob said he was going to give me some like direction, some producing. Yeah. So. That panel was great, uh, yeah. and it was fun. And look, I, I think we're really excited about Cycle KO and just, the, uh, again, the partnerships that have come out of the relationships that have been established through Theta. Um, so we're excited to be a part of that. And then, not to skip over this, we will talk about NAB, but Andrea, uh, who was not in attendance, um, missed the panel afterwards that was me and John Eater and uh, Billy Schreier, the, you know, no, I went to that one. Which one did you not go to? Oh, you didn't go to the the NAB, NAB one because you didn't put it on my calendar. Okay, simple requirements. 
But yeah, I did miss it. The next day I was like, wait, when's your panel? And he's like, it was yesterday. <laughs> well, we, yeah. And that, that second panel, the reason why I bring it up is because it was where we made our announcement of the projects that we were moving forward mm -hmm. with um, Theta on. So that was, you know, our next kind of immersive NFT experience that we've collaborated on with Theta and with the McQueen Estate and Triumph Motorcycles and contemporary artist Michael Kalish. So that was fun to announce that to a packed house and get them excited about coming to the Theta community and being a part of the, the McQueen. People were really excited. And I even saw it in an article today that you represent the most dead people in Web3. Is that right? <laughs> we were making a joke, which I thought was so funny as we've been, we've been approached by all of these estates. So it started with Tupac and then it moved into Ernest Hemingway and then Steve McQueen. And actually we have a meeting on Monday. I think it's this Monday, maybe it's Tuesday with, to talk about uh, amongst others. So it's like, it's just kind of snowballed. And so internally we were like, wow, we are working with a lot of dead celebrities at this point. Uh, a lot more dead celebrities than living celebrities. Uh, Wait, so, and then I, they, did they you read the, yeah. did you read the article today about Toonstar's AI character? It says, in addition to Toonstar and Theta Labs, Verify Labs, a Web3 talent agency with a number of deceased clients on their books. They were being really serious with a number of deceased clients on their books, such as the estate of Ernest Hemingway, Tupac Shakur. It's so funny. It's like, that's what you're known as. The, not a Web3 agency, an agency of dead people. No, actually, it is the opposite. We are bringing them back, to, back life. to life. There you go for new generations and allowing their legacy to live on, which is interesting because I kind of kidding as we talk about it, but the irony is that this will probably be appealing to a lot of people in the future of being like, how do I leave something behind uh, in some way, shape or form? You know, how do you leave a legacy? It's so hard to do that. But with technology nowadays, there's a lot that you can leave behind. So, so Justin, what's it like working with all these different estates? Each estate is very different, but it's been, you know, a really interesting and fun process. I mean, the working with McQueen, we kind of put them at the forefront of everything that we were doing. And the reason we did that is when I was growing up, my dad was a huge Steve McQueen fan. He had a ridiculous man crush on him. And, you know, my dad fixed up hot rods and rode motorcycles and he actually raced stock car for a while. So I, I probably watched every Steve McQueen film out there before I was even a teenager. And now you're so really when, dating yourself. <laughs> when, when the estate came to us, we were just like, this is great. Like we, we definitely have to do this. And so we tried to figure out kind of what we could do with them. And they were in partnership with Triumph Motorcycles because they'd collaborated earlier Steve McQueen's grandson, Chase, had teamed up with a contemporary artist named Michael Kalish. And together they'd gone to Kalish's art studio. And basically Kalish took out paint and threw it all over the walls and the floor and all over the bike and all over Chase. And then Chase rode this Bonneville T100 Triumph all over the studio, burned out, skid out. And after he finished, Kalish went, 
and pulled this tape off of the floor of the studio. And when he was done, he had a 20 foot by 20 foot portrait of McQueen. And 25. Is it 25 by 25? It's, it's 25. Crazy, Don't miss huge, out on that. By feet. <laughs> crazy, huge portrait. And so that's kind of where that collaboration started. And so we said, well, why don't we try and build off of that and bring that to Theta? And so we teamed up with another Theta partner, IEL, which is Immersive Enterprise Laboratories. And with them, we kind of were like, okay, what do we do? Because our first project in Tigons was about as elementary as it can get, right? 2D images of these hybridized animals that John drew by hand. And we're like, how do we push a kind of these 2D, uh, we called it JPEGs earlier, right? Into a space where it's more immersive, interesting, and pushing kind of this idea of what NFTs are, digital assets forward as a medium. And so one of the first things we talked about was the fact that Steve McQueen has a garage in Palm Springs. And in that garage, there are a ton of hot rods and motorcycles and cars that he had owned and driven and ridden in the past. And unless you're a part of the family or you get a special invite, you don't get to experience that garage. So we said, why don't we bring a version of that garage to life in an immersive way? And so the first thing that IEL did is they created a replication of the garage. And then because of their partnership with Triumph Motorcycles, we thought, okay, let's put a motorcycle inside that garage. So we got a motorcycle crate. When you purchase the NFT, you get this crate. If you choose to open it, you open it and you get your very own unique T100 Bonneville Triumph motorcycle along with a rider and that 3D avatar rider gets onto the bike and burns out much like Chase did and it shoots paint all over the garage and that anamorphically turns into a portrait of McQueen. So you kind of have this whole experience where sure you can look at it on your laptop or on your phone. You can also use Sony spatial display where you know it utilizes technology where this whole garage comes to life in front of you, almost like a 3D hologram. And you can see the bike from all different angles and the portrait from different angles. Or you can also utilize VR technology to also be immersed in the space. So it just felt like a really fun way to bring the estate to life and you know provide something new and different that we haven't really seen yet on data drop and the last thing i'll say about it is like i think that's also just kind of the first step like we talk about these roadmaps right like tygon started as a 2d nft now it's a game in the sandbox it's hopefully soon going to be an animated series for the mcqueen estate now that we've created these digital assets through iel and unreal engine they exist so we can use them however we'd like so if that means another full experience or even some sort of uh, animated experience or story that can be told, we can do that as well. So it's a matter of you know finding ways to continue to use the technology it advances as it advances to create content and entertainment that people can consume. So it's been it's been fun. It's been really fun. Uh, at NAB, we saw the devices, and they are starting to do. So there's some stuff that will be announced later this year. That's new tech for Sony, which is cool. The stuff that's new that they can show is like they captured part of the World Cup, uh, one of the most iconic plays from World Cup. I think it's like three minutes long. 
comes to life on the screen. And it's like so cool to see that use case because a lot of it's been displayed. So that's more like live action. So it's just cool to see them um, advance a little bit. I'm looking forward to the day, hopefully, where it can power a live stream. That might be really impossible in today's world. I mean, it's maybe possible, but even just video playback to watch, you know, VR or like a movie like Avatar come to life in a screen like that. I'm, I've talked to actually a billionaire before about having a dinner party where he could have the symphony pop up on the SRD device as like the entertainment for the evening. But it's cool to see all these use cases um, be developed for SRD and have Verified Labs take advantage of the partnership. Well, and that's also, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but people still reference the Tupac hologram from Coachella that was, you know, almost over 10 years ago at this point. But using the Sony spatial display, you could create something just like that, where someone could experience that style of concert at home. It could be on their right. or they could present at a dinner party or whatever. So when I get to that status, you guys are all invited to the dinner party. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we're hoping, uh, you know, we, we have this uh, McQueen drive coming up here in, in mid-May. So it's right around the corner and we're super excited about that. Uh, we're hoping that everything will line up with Sony so that we can offer some fun, you know, giveaways and opportunities for people to utilize the the spatial display along with the NFTs if they choose to, you know, after purchase. Justin, Verified Labs, I know obviously the Tygon project came out early in 2022. So obviously there must have been a relationship there, but when did uh, Verified Labs first start working with Theta? Yeah, so we, we started working with Theta because uh, our partner and my cousin, Matt Winters, has had a long relationship with Mitch. And a friend of the Pinecast. Sure. And, you know, he's known Mitch for, I think, close to a decade. And when we were interested in getting into this space, he said, you know, you should, we should all talk to Mitch and just see if there's opportunities to collaborate. After talking with them and I, and familiarizing ourselves with what was happening on the, you know, on Theta Drop, that's when we, felt like, oh, there's an opportunity to be creative here. And I thought about the relationships that I had. And John was just the easy fit because, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but John did all the, the artwork for Napoleon Dynamite. You know, again, he's been an artist by trade and for his entire life. So I knew he would work very organically, just moving into this space of creating art in kind of a different way. Actually, the Tigon started with him sketching them. Uh, it, it took a while for him to even pick up Procreate and to start creating them through Procreate. And initially, they looked like pencil sketches. Then they looked like color pencil sketches. Then we started adding all the color. But so, yeah, we, we've probably been talking with Theta for close to two years now or coming up on it soon. I think probably June of two years ago. So, but yeah, I mean, because of that, you know, we had a good relationship with the team at Theta, but it wasn't really until Andrea came in. We were speaking on a panel at Expoverse in LA um, mm -hmm. over a year, or close to a year ago, maybe not fully a year, but I just remember Matt coming to me and being like, hey, there's someone at Theta now running BizDev. Right. Like, you need to meet her. 
we're going to go to this fancy hotel and sit by the pool uh, with fancy, expensive signature cocktails and see where that gets us. And I think, you know, I was like, all right, yeah, I'd probably go there for an hour or something. I think Andrea was like, oh, yeah, we can be here for a while. I have a dinner in like five hours. And the next thing I knew, we were still there, like talking. <laughs> and like, we just really hit it off, knew a lot of the same people in the entertainment industry and tech and everything else. And so it was like, we already had a good relationship with Theta, but now all of a sudden, because of meeting Andrea and what she wanted to accomplish over there, it was like, we knew it was going to take it to the next level. And we were going to have an opportunity to do a lot of things there outside of just doing Tigons. And so when some of these other estates and opportunities came our way, uh, although it wasn't like written contract, it was almost kind of like a first look deal where we take it to Theta and just say, is this something that you're interested in exploring? And if they were, then we would go down the path of exploring that. So that's kind of how and why we're doing the drop with McQueen, you know, why we have Hemingway coming up and, you know, why Tupac is in the pipeline as well, all of which we're excited about. So when is McQueen going to drop? I know I'm not asking for a specific date because we're not big fans of that here, but coming soon or, or what? And then also too, you know, uh, when the McQueen drop hit this, the front page on Theta drop, everyone was excited because it pushed Katy Perry out. So no pressure, you know? Andrew, do you want to answer that? Looks like, well, we can say it looks like it's going to be May, right? Was it May that we decided or June? Uh, May. It, right now it's May, Friday, May 19th. That's in my calendar. Uh, tentatively, um, yes. Tentatively. Do and, not and the reason, start of count up, okay? Count down. Well, here's here's the thing, Mags, is that this is not, not that we're putting any sort of impetus or blame. This is not a theta issue. This is not really a verified labs issue. What it is, is we have to make sure that we get the sign off from the estate. Right. And sometimes that can take an hour and sometimes that can take a month. And it's, you never really know what you're going to get. And the creative behind it is a very meticulative, uh -huh. meticulous process. And at each stage, we have to get the sign off from the estate in order to move forward. And so it's kind of this process, but yeah. I, I, we're, we're, we're remaining hopeful that it'll be around, uh, you know, mid-May like that. Looks good right now, but they, you know, if the, the estate can say, oh, that pink looks too much like an Easter egg. And then we have yeah, to go do 10 different like shades of pink. Right. Like that was, yeah. So just like, you know, all the things and then the creative has to go back. But this is what's really been good for Theta to work with. Verify Labs is, you know, I joke about not working with talent. I do like it, but I have to figure out how to work smarter, not always harder, although I'm working hard all the time. It's like, I want to empower Verified Labs to do what they do. They do talent very well. They do Hollywood very well. They know how to manage these relationships, which can get really meticulous and not to put it on any particular estate, but really just Hollywood in general. Like there needs to be a lot of handholding in this Web3 space. And so while we'll do that with certain levels of talent, I find it to be strategic to have Empower Partnership like Verify Labs, or they can act as the agency. We work with them day to day. I support them on all the calls they need and, and meetings with the estate. They're really managing the day-to-day, -day, and that allows me to go focus on some of these more B2B infrastructure deals 
you know, so it's like keeping the machine going, but just empowering them to do what they do best. And we're supporting them. Um, I found that to be like really meaningful in our partnership. Well, and also, I mean, to answer the earlier question, I think that came from Popper. So even though he's not here, he's still here in spirit. Actually, Um, literally, he's here in spirit. He's a black screen right now. (laughs) (laughs) Popper three. I'm here. Yeah. Oh, he is. Oh, listen to that. That soulful voice um, of how it is working with the estates and each is very different. So the Hemingway estate is just an absolute gem. David Stickles kind of is the executor of the estate and and the person that we communicate with the, the most. And he's an older gentleman and phenomenal to work with and just super excited about kind of the tech that we're using and just the fact that there's an opportunity here. You know, Hemingway is one of arguably one of the most prized authors of all time, but keeping that prestige and keeping the awareness going. I know when I was growing up, a lot of Hemingway's books were like recommended or required reading in classes. I don't know that that's still the case. So creating content that exists with Hemingway that reaches an audience, you know, is, is they're very excited about it. So it's been a, it's been a great creative process because basically everything that we've brought him to this point, he's like, I love it. That's amazing. And he'll like, He'll be like, how can I help? Let me send you. Yeah. The, the most fun is like, I remember it was a Friday night. I was out to dinner and I try not to check my phone. My girl always wants to murder me when I do. But there were emails coming in from David that he was sharing with us that were photographs, you know, from the family of Hemingway and parts of their their finca in Cuba and like the boat that he had taken out, you know, to fish on for 30 something years and the cats that would wander the premises and just things that, you know, most of the public haven't seen except for maybe some of the articles in museums. And so it's like, I'm getting those texts and email to me. And it's like, it's just so fun and exciting to be a part of that. And then finding ways to kind of bring some of that back to life and, and to an audience you know, it's just really exciting for us. And I'll just say this one other thing. So the, not to give too many spoilers, but the drop that we're going to do with Theta. Justin uh, loves a good I spoiler. Know. I know. I just uh, teeing it up. Did, I don't know, Mags, Popper, if you guys, when you were growing up, if you had pop-up books, you know, those books that you would get, you open up a page and it would like pop up into a castle. And then they'd have tabs and you could pull out like, you know, something from each room. And so we're creating basically Hemingway books that you'll buy. And when you open them up, they'll pop up to a different type of scene and experience. And so like an example is there are a lot of different stages in Hemingway's life, you know, anywhere from the time that he's spent in Spain or in France or in Cuba. But we decided for the first drop, we would focus in on Cuba And that was a bit selfish just because I'd read a book years ago called The Crook Factory. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but basically Hemingway was in Cuba and he was under the impression that there were Nazi U-boats off the coast of Cuba that were going to attack the United States. And so because he believed that, he created what he dubbed The Crook Factory, which was made up of taxi drivers, baristas, prostitutes, bartenders, a bunch of different people in cuba and they 
ganged up together to hunt these Nazis and Nazi U-boats. Hoover was running the FBI at the time and he found out about it. And he's like, what is this crazy fucker doing? Like, I'm sure that there are no Nazis there, but I need to send an agent out down there to check it out. So he sent an agent and sure enough, they found Nazi U-boats. And so I just thought that that was such a fascinating piece of history. And I was like, how can we lean into the time that he spent in Cuba? And so one of the pop-up books is literally Hemingway on his boat, you know, fishing, but also the Easter egg is like the periscope that's coming out of the water that you can see so that you know there's something directly under the surface. And kind of how I explained the McQueen garage, it's very similar where the book pages are actually the waves of the water. So once again, it's it's something that you can experience just by looking on your phone if you want, but with Sony Spatial Display or VR technology, like you can really feel like it's immersive. It comes to life in front of you. And each piece of art that's created is different, just down to like the haul of fish that, that Hemingway caught that day. Yours will be different from someone else's. The periscope will look a bit different from someone else's, but all paying homage to a piece of history and something that Hemingway had done in his life. So, you know, an, another thing that we're doing with Theta that we're just excited about bringing to life in the first phase of servicing the estate. How did Verified Labs get into Web3 animation? Again, I, I don't think like Web3 animation was really on our radar until we met Rob Feldman and got involved with Psycho.ko. Friend of the Pinecast. Because that happened, I started seeing potential for opportunities in the space. And I was on a panel a while back with Sarah Cole, who was one of the creators of Stoner Cats, um, that animated series. And so kind of seeing how she was able to be successful and going down the path with Rob we just started to explore opportunities in the space and, and started looking for Web3 animation studios. And right as we were doing that, Andrea's actually mentioned to me Toonstar, but it's like, you know, Andrea is like the ultimate connector. And what I will say that I really respect is, Andrea, you are really good about filtering. Like you, you do only bring, I think, people to me and to Verified Labs that you think would really make sense for us. So you had mentioned Toonstar, but I think we had so much going on that it wasn't something that we could kind of expedite in terms of like connecting with them. But then our other friends, Andrea, uh, Jay Williams and Lori Schwartz, uh, this is a team that works together that puts on some really big conferences. They invited us to Infinity Fest last year where we were on a panel with, it was John Heater and I and Cynthia Littleton, who's the co-editor in chief of Variety. They invited us to NAB. So we, uh, you know, were at NAB, obviously, you know, working together thanks to them. And Jay came to me and said, hey, you need to meet Toonstar. I'm actually going to be on a panel with them at LMU. And the panel basically was happening right after one of my classes finished. So it was just kind of this organic opportunity to meet Louisa Huang and John Adonacio, the co-founders of Toonstar and they were at LMU and this is November of last year talking about the success of their first animated series which was the gimmicks and the gimmicks kind of came almost directly after Stoner Cats so Mila Kunis you know was a part of Stoner Cats and then was looking for other web3 animated projects to be a part of and Toonstar's gimmicks was like right directly after that 
so then we met John and Louisa that night and I was like, let's, let's do animation together. Like, and I think it was either that night or shortly thereafter that they said, we have this project that we're looking to do called space junk. And I said, well, <clears throat> you know, John Heater's a partner at Verified Labs. I think this is something he'd be interested in. Plus, you know, the relationships that we have. Yeah. Well, that was the connection to Andrea. I remember you saying to us like, yeah, I think Toon Star's doing something in outer space and like your whole Tygonia thing is galactic. So I had somehow heard of this whole space debris, space junk. And it was fascinating to me because I felt like it was a space where there's a lot of entertainment that could be created, but also awareness that could be done around the situation. Like I'm sure anyone who's interested in the space, it's like, you know, Steve Wozniak comes out and puts together a billion dollar fund to try to combat the issues. You know, a lot of people feel like these, whatever it is, a trillion pieces of space debris orbiting the planet at 80,000 miles an hour could be pretty catastrophic. So it's kind of morbid and kind of dark. <laughs> and it just seemed like a, a great opportunity to kind of work together. And John and I and Louisa, sorry, Toonstar John and Verified Labs John, we just all hit it off. And then we met Dom Russo, who's the creator uh, behind Space Junk. He also co-created Workaholics. And he's just super funny, charismatic. And we got into a room with him and John Heater hit it off with him and we were kind of just off to the races. And then for a little bit of time, we were out to talent, um, had quite a bit of interest. Um, we actually at one point had interest from, I think I can say this, because uh, uh, a lot of this should be public knowledge by the time this airs. But like, you know, we have Tony Cavallero who's voicing the protagonist, the hero, John's voicing the antagonist. Uh, and then we obviously have a character that's fully generated from AI. But, you know, that was a choice that we made together with Toonstar. The reason why it made sense for the story and to utilize the technology was the character within the story actually is a quote unquote robot. And over the course of, you know, the season in the series, they become more and more satian uh, and human-like. And so we thought this idea of, starting with AI and trying to create AI that becomes even more station itself was like an interesting commentary. And so you have that character as well. And we will be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by Dr. Theta's Community Guardian Node. Theta's premier Community Guardian Node, where you can stake your Theta if you don't run your own Guardian Node. Best of all, 100% uptime, so you do not miss any rewards and zero fees, so you earn 100% of your T-Fuel. Trusted by Theta Labs, you can easily stake directly within your wallet. Simply go to the staking tab, choose Delegated Guardian Node, and find Dr. Theta's Guardian Node. Quick, simple, reliable, and best of all, safe, as the coins never leave your wallet. Stake with the doc today. But yeah, I'll tell you one thing, actually. This is this will be interesting, and I don't think you have to edit this out, and this will be the history of the series, that at one moment, it was, I think it was more John Adonacio and I talking about this. We were kind of hitting a crossroads with a lot of talent. We were out to some pretty big talent and it was like they had availability and then they didn't, they were happy with the rate that we were going to pay them. And then they wanted 15 times the amount. It was just all of these different hoops. And, and, you know, obviously John Heater's a partner, but he like John responded to it and loved it. 
And at one point we were like, what if we just use John to voice all the characters and we utilize AI to also assist in uh, voicing those other characters? And so Adonacio and I thought this was like the most brilliant idea ever to have, you know, come to our heads. And and then I talked to Heater about it and he was like, what? Like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be on board for that. And then Adonacio took it back to the Toonstar team and they were like, yeah, no, that's, that's not going to happen. They're like, maybe, like, maybe we'll do a character that's voiced by AI. Or maybe, like, we'll do an episode where the characters are voiced through AI and the community has to guess which episode that is because I don't, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but one of the actors that we went after was Alan Tudyk. Uh, my friend Tom Spriggs represents him and we were having a hard time getting Tom on board with it. We were having a hard time getting to um, Alan. And so to expedite the process, John and Louisa and I took Tudyk's voice ran it through the AI machine and created, we'll just say we, we <laughs> created a scenario where we sent a text to his manager that said, basically in Tudyk's voice, sounded just like him, said, Spriggs, what the fuck are you doing? Get your shit together. These guys want to make an animated series that I want to be in. And so Tom gets the text and he calls me back and he's like, I'm horrified. That is horrifying. He's like, that sounds just like Alan. Like, and I'm like, this is the tech that we're using. Like, and he's like, I don't know if Alan will love it and embrace it or be absolutely horrified by it. But it's like, we have that capability. Like we can utilize AI to replicate John Heater's voice, to replicate Tony Cavalero's voice to a certain extent, if it's something that all parties agree on. And we want to do it as, like I said, an opportunity where maybe it's an episode and the community has to guess which episode. It's, it's hard to tell the difference, though, that the, the technology is pretty insane that's out there right now. Before I forget, Andrew and Justin, thank you so much. Again, if I haven't said it, if I have said it, then it's the first time. But thank you for coming on to this Pinecast. I know you didn't have a choice because of the legally binding Twitter poll that was conducted like a month or so ago, where 100% of the votees said that you both have to come on, and it got 100% votes everyone wanted to happen so so thanks again for showing up appreciate that and i guess justin i mean you know you had that you had that scare in florida uh that health scare obviously and if if you don't know you can go back and check that out and now i'm i'm hearing that uh you know we got thetacon 2023 coming up can't wait for that in austin texas where there is a uh serial killer on the rise it seems like i'm sure you know about that and this serial killer is a little unique because they're targeted males i guess what i'm trying to say is if you can't run verified labs forever so do you think there's a good suitable replacement for you if god forbid it was time to hang it up or something happened uh and if so i think the choices obvious who would, who that would be and if it was to be that person would verified labs change to verified labs well i will say this i have to text verified labs uh, quite often in a day 
and it shows up as fucking verified labs all the time. I hit the B instead of the V. So I don't know if like the universe is listening and I'm going to die, uh, get struck by lightning. Yeah. Okay. So when I, so when I retire here very soon, you can take over verified labs. I thought you were going to say it was going to be named verified Andrea or something along those lines. I do have one question for Justin though, before we, uh, we hang up this. So Justin, you got a, you got a bunch of estates, you got a bunch of projects coming up. Are any of these projects going to be like integrated also with Tigons or with each other in any way? Are they all going to be kind of standalone their own thing? So obviously, you know, John being a partner in verified labs is attached to a lot of different projects. And we're always thinking about how to expand the Tigon universe. And one of the first places that we literally made happen today, and this was the genius of Toonstar, and I heard it from Louisa, so I'm going to give her credit, although I'm sure it was a team effort. She said, you know, John's character in Space Junk is this, I don't know if it's a billionaire or trillionaire, but kind of this, you know, kooky character who owns this garbage collecting service in outer space. We're trying to figure out interior decorating for his office, and we think above his desk behind him should be a gigantic Tigon. John's being pulled in a lot of different directions. We have him at consensus and then he's doing interviews with, uh, access Corolla, good day LA, like a ton of stuff next week. And then he's got to go shoot a movie for 30 days. So I knew he didn't have the bandwidth to create like a one of one Tigon. So we pulled one from our collection and it's going to be front and center. So whenever you see him at his desk, it'll be in the background. But I think beyond that, Uh, which is just kind of a fun kitschy thing to include in space junk is we're very serious about creating the animated series for tigons and as our relationship develops with toonstar it could be an opportunity where they're a part of that or you know with rocket ship as we continue to go down the path with uh psycho ko maybe you know they're a part of that so yeah but we're going to keep building it out and and probably like as we continue to work with partners that we really enjoy working with, we're just going to keep looking at opportunities and anything, anytime something comes up for Tigons, we're going to explore it. All right. Well, cool, Hey, guys. well, uh, thanks so much as always. Yeah, no, much appreciated. And we look forward to, to having you on again with the, all the coming stuff that you got in the, in the hopper. Yeah. Thanks for the support as always. Have a good one guys. All right. Have a great night. See you later. You have been listening to the Pops and Mags Pinecast. Music provided by Sushi Cat. Like what you hear? Send that cat a very nicely worded compliment on Twitter at Just Add Spam. Pops and Mags is a scumbag hat production in association with Kyle's Hot Tub.